0: Okay with David Larson Hockey Rising is the short film play at the Toronto Documentary Film Festival. It's about an immigrant from Turkey who comes to America seeking a better life and uh, he struggles. Let's, uh I guess that's what your film's about. I'm curious where did you meet your 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 main character and kind of like inspired you to make this film because it's obviously not not just about him it's kind of a it's kind of like a metaphor for for our uh, our um, you know it's kind of symbolism of what's happening in, in immigration in our, in our time now.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's kind of a bit of an American dream, you know, they're yeah. struggling there. Yeah. So uh it we definitely I didn't meet Haki in the traditional way. Usually for a lot of our films, I'll I'll end up kind of just uh ha- like stumbling across them. Um we we did some films in the past where I just kind of met the person somewhere and strike up a conversation and relationship with Haki. I, I remember reading an article about him. Um there was nothing major that had been done with him in terms of um, any sort of film or anything. And I just thought his story was interesting. So I ended up calling him up and we uh, had a couple conversations. And, um, you know, like any good story, as you kind of peel back some of the layers, you know, we knew he was um, a successful, you know, entrepreneur in in, uh, in New York. And we knew he had gone through some homelessness and some struggles, but you obviously don't know the full story. And so through talking with him, we just felt like his uh, story was kind of the epitome of this uh, American dream, kind of coming to America, you know, trying to make it, uh, having some major failures in the beginning and some deep, deep struggles, but just through persistence and um, kindness he uh, met some really wonderful people who uh, helped him along the way and he just kind of stacked a series of wins together to kind of get things going. And now the guy is, you know, he's got multiple stores and he's he's kind of a bit of a celebrity chef and everybody kind of knows him. And um, through all of this, he's really never kind of lost his... He's one of the most kindest people I've ever met. and uh, And that's been really cool to kind of get to know him that would sense. so he
0: says he's the pizza man (laughs) he
1: is that's right he is the pizza man yeah and he's not he's uh, not italian (laughs) he's not italian yeah it kind of shocks people and you know you you talk to people from new york and they'll tell you like he does not make pizza the way traditional italians would or maybe um traditionalists in the pizza world would tell you you should do it because he he doesn't have a blueprint that he's following he doesn't have this like he's traditions, you know, families that are saying you have to do it this one way. So he's really kind of just making pizza for the every man. You know, he's throwing crazy toppings on there. He's uh, he's doing things a little bit differently. And it works for him because he's not bound by some sort of creative box that the pizza community puts him in. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's really special to kind of witness, you know.
0: So if you go to New York City, uh, Champion Pizza, that's Ch- it's Champion Pizza, correct? That he, uh, he owns, yep. and operates. That's right. And so you got this is got a this is this film's got a lot of depthness to it. It's 30 minutes. It could easily be a feature. Did you consider turning this into a feature film? Because I'm assuming you have material for
1: it. We did. Yeah. We we considered turning it into a feature. Um, We actually filmed a whole sequence where he went back to Vegas to compete again. Um, So he so in a nutshell, he goes, he competes in, you know, a long time ago, he competed and won the world championship of freestyle pizza tossing, doing some crazy tricks. Yeah. And we, um, when we started engaging him, we asked, you know, would you think of going back and competing? He's like, Oh, David, I haven't competed in years. I don't know. I said, like, okay, we'll just think about it. And then, you know, he's such a people pleaser in a really great way. So he was like, Oh, I'll give it a shot. Um, and we filmed this whole sequence of him kind of competing, but ultimately it just didn't, we didn't feel like it benefited the film. Um, Ultimately we had cuts, we had longer versions where it was, you know, a feature length and it just, it felt like it, it just wasn't there. So ultimately we felt like it was a tighter story doing 30 minutes. We felt like we could contain the messaging a little bit more with what we wanted and not kind of take it in kind of these different directions. Um, But, you know, there is a lot there and it's, honestly it's continuing to you know unfold too as he's opening up new stores and kind of navigating this fame um he's getting brought in on all this different interesting projects and in some ways i wish we were still following him to kind of continue the journey but um you know sometimes the story just dictates the length more than sheer will you know
0: yeah and it's it's an interesting time to bring this documentary out because it's like i uh, the whole restaurant business after COVID, the success of that TV show, The Bear, and like learning about uh, the the like what it takes to be to run a restaurant, it's a very timely film because everybody seems to be really interested in the restaurant business now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's like when we when we started making this, The Bear hadn't even come out yet, or I think it came out like half. You know, once we were like into editing, and you're right, like people are kind of. You know, if anything, like looking back at that, I, I probably would have, we filmed some stuff because at the time he was opening a brand new store and there was some, um definitely some drama and some pressure around it. Uh Nothing like the bear, obviously, but uh <laughs> well, part of me kind of thinks we could have kind of pushed that a little bit more, but he also has a completely different demeanor. He tends to take pressure like that in a completely different stride. He doesn't wear it. He doesn't hold on to it. Every now and then he'll be like, ah. Uh, I'm not sure if this will go through and you can see a little bit of stress, but it's not, it's not this pressure cooker that I think the bear shows, but, well, uh, but also
0: the, yeah. the, the, like uh, the jump on the bear. Cause you, uh, is that he, he, his mom is, I love how you put his mom in the film with like with the cell phone shot. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. It's like, I, a, like, like people are watching your film and go, Oh yeah, he's got his mom in the film." but that's not an easy shot <laughs> to do on one would assume. Right. <laughs>
1: To take, that, no. to take that
0: shot off uh, in the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. And, and you know, we didn't know at the time, like, obviously, obviously I don't speak Turkish or, um, and so we weren't even sure what they were talking about. Um, afterwards, I had to kind of say, what well, were you guys chatting? And can you kind of update us along the way? But no, it was not. we. Uh, and also the time difference. So trying to organize that scene where he he chats with his mom was was a challenge to make happen. And we found ourselves, we were actually in the middle of shooting a completely different scene. And he suddenly was like, oh, my mom's calling me. And so we just kind of like rushed him to the side. There's like this couch there. And we're just like, okay, let's do it here. And like, quickly just kind of like put it together. And Filmed the filmed the interaction and uh, and then that was it. But it was not it was not an easy thing to pull off for sure.
0: Yeah, because it did. His mom became a big plot point in the film because it's like he talks about his dad, his dad passing away, and I think That's his right. mom said like I'm going to be. He said like I'm going to be your father and mother at the same yeah, time. You, yeah,
1: you can you get a real sense that a lot of his personality and drive has come from messaging from his mom. And, um, you know, I'm a parent. I think about that a lot, you know, when I engage with my own kids, how, you know, what we say and what we do and the lessons we teach resonate through the entire life. So, you know, Hakeem now donates and gives back endlessly to homelessness and trying to help people. And that all started with his mom because they didn't have a lot. And, uh, he tells a story about how, um, I think it was in the film, uh, how, uh at one point, oh, no, actually, I think we pulled it out. He tells a story that his mom was, like, um had told him, you know, make sure you're really kind. He had gone, and his friend didn't have a pair of shoes when he was literal, and his mom said, well, you have an extra set. Do you want to give them shoes? And he did, and that stuck with him. That is a story that has stuck with him t- today that narrates his life. Like, that's why he keeps giving back to homelessness. That's why everything. And so, um, it really shows, like his mom and his relationship is, I think, a big reason that he is who he is today.
0: Yeah, and and also too, as a, as a fellow Canadian, they they uh they basically made a big mistake. Like it was, it's kind of <laughs> like uh, like we don't know. There's a story here, right? Like he tells a story. Like he got deported. Like uh, the immigration came. They gave. They put him in. He was living in Montreal, I should say, living in Montreal, yeah. setting up his life there, and then month uh, they the Canadian immigration kicked him out. I guess right.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you know, immigration. I think to any country when you're not a citizen is challenging. And yes. he uh, he tried a couple different paths to get into Canada, but ultimately it didn't work out, and they ended up sending him out. But because he came through New York first, I guess uh, they kind of send you back to the point of event port of entry. So they send him back to the USA rather than Turkey, and then he tried to make it here for a long time. And that's where things really kind of went south for him Um, because he wasn't, he originally went to Montreal because his brother was there yeah, and his brother owned a pizza shop. And so he went there, was trying to work in his brother's pizza shop, was forced to leave, found himself without any money, without a job in New York city and spent a few years just trying to claw his way back out of the hole. And um, yeah, it was a real challenging time period for him.
0: So he said he came here 2001, which is obviously an interesting time. Like shit's gonna go down, and basically, and immigration, immigrants are not the the most uh, let's in a general sense, they're not the most uh, high looked upon people, I guess, right? So especially in the Middle East, and so he said he came with uh, for 240 dollars. So in New York City, that last an afternoon, I guess, right? So.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously money doesn't go quite as far as today than 2001, but it couldn't have gone too much further. So, yeah, he said he um, he said he 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 slept a few nights. He was expecting somebody who he had met, um, who he thought was his friend, to come pick him up at the Port Authority. And because he didn't know anybody or anything, he slept on the floor there for like three days just waiting for this guy to show up. And the guy never came. And, and he was too afraid to leave. He was too afraid because he had nowhere to go. What's going to happen if I leave here? Could I come back and stay the night? So he just stayed. And then eventually, because his friend never showed, he leaves. I think he stayed one night in like a really, it's now closed, uh, rundown hotel. And then very fast, he's on the street, struggling, doesn't have a place to stay. He's sleeping on park benches for a few months um and then through just the kindness of strangers he ends up meeting somebody who introduces him to the bowery mission which Mm -hmm. uh he's able to get into and at least get a good night's sleep
0: and then he met that's when he met james james is in the film
1: Uh, that's right james was one of the directors there and uh and james you know got him kind of at least some steady sleeping and through the bowery mission he was able to get some food and um, and start just finding grounding you know uh for for whatever he need to do next yeah it's
0: an amazing, it's this is a this is a a feature film this is a movie
1: yeah yeah maybe that's next you know
0: what do you think motivated him to do the, the for you to follow him and do this film what what like cuz obviously he's a busy guy he's he's semi famous like what's his motivation to do this film
1: uh, i think I think there's a couple things I think on the surface, it would appear like maybe he was motivated to just kind of continue to get his name out there and help his business. But I think deep down, to be honest, what I, I think is motivating him is he's trying to show people that, you know, you don't have to get ahead and you don't have to uh, go far on the backs of other people. Like you can through kindness, you can be raised. So like, and that is the story that we ultimately were kind of weaving together. Like, His relationship with James, his relationship with his first boss at the pizza place that hired him as a dishwasher, his relationship with um, Steve Green, who runs PMQ Magazine, who helped him get into the pizza championship. These are all key relationships that kind of bring him through. And they were important relationships. They showed him kindness. He was kind back. And throughout all of this, He's still in touch with all he's still very good friends with all of them uh, you know Steve Green will tell him that he still constantly talks with hockey um, and I think that ultimately his motivation for this film was you know let's show people that kindness can win and yeah. I think it I think it plays through and I think if you met him that would be the first thing that resonated with you is his kindness.
0: And so, yeah. And then the origin story of like the, even the people, the per, the, the lady he meets, meets a lady and it's like, Oh, I got a job. I have a job for you. It's in Hoboken, which is that's Jersey, right. not even New York. It's in Jersey. And then he, that's right. He, uh, and then you know what I'm, I'm, I'm sure because it's a, it's a, it's a documentary film. So you're showing us what we show, but it seems like he keeps relationships with people along the way. Cause you're oh, interviewing yeah. these oh, people, yeah. right. And it's like, Oh yeah. He's my friend. And it's like, he doesn't, even though he goes somewhere, like he ends up going up up the ladder of capitalism, I guess. And, but he's still talking to the same people that he met along the way.
1: He's still talking. Not only is he still talking to them, but he's still giving back. So like, he's still, he still gives heavily to the Bowery mission. He yeah. donates pizzas to the homeless. Um, once a week, every like Wednesday night, he goes out on the streets and donates hundreds of pizzas, hundreds of pizzas to the homelessness. And, um, And yeah, I think, I think he is not driven, you know, I'll talk to him about, you know, money, not like how much he's made or anything like that, but like, I'll talk to him about like, you know, just making more money and being able to kind of afford more things. And that is not what drives him at all. He likes, he wants to feel purpose, like he's providing a service to the community. He wants to give back to those who don't have everything he is the true definition of kind of the water rises, all ships. He wants to pull as many people up with him as he goes.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. It's amazing. And it's like, but he talks the talk. Like he's, he's doing that.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Whether the cameras are rolling or not. I mean, it doesn't matter if we were there, you know, we were, he was kind enough to allow us to kind of go along with, uh, on as many of these things as possible. But I mean, when we were filming, he would be constantly calling me like, OK, well, this Wednesday I'm going to be here and then uh, I'm doing this over on, you know, I'm, I'm going to this nonprofit over here. He He's constantly doing things and we couldn't we couldn't film everything, but it is not for our purpose. You know, it is purely just to get back.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. And nice. Like, nice, like I said, this is like I'm watching this film and I'm like, I want wanting, I want to know more. I want to. But at the same time, it's still great. It's a still a cohesive beginning, middle end short film but you can tell that there's like, there's like nuance that, that can make this a feature and about like thematically yeah. like from a thematic level where about like who this guy is. Cause he's the bright side of the American dream, I guess. Right. But there's, there's That's nuance right. to that story, I guess. Right. Like luck. there's a little l- bit of luck too, I
1: guess too. There's luck. There's layers here that, you know, uh, that are still to be explored. I mean, his story is still evolving now. I mean he uh, he's expanded. He's trying to bring more of his entrepreneurial and philanthropic efforts to other states. He's doing his best to try to expand out and um, and but it's like I said, it's not for the sake of just growing for the sake of growth. It's truly for the sake of trying to bring what he's doing in New York to other areas so he can help more people. So it's very cool. Yeah. And then he had to learn business, which is a whole Oh man, thing, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, he has some good folks around him that I think help him now. But yeah, I mean, when he started his first pizza place, it was all on him. I mean, he tells a story about having how it was basically between uh keeping his restaurant open that he had started, that he had fought and clawed to open or having a place to sleep like a, like an apartment. And he gave up his apartment for a little while and he just slept at the restaurant. He slept underneath the pizza oven and he would ch- basically like chain himself in, which now I think kind of scares him a little bit. Cause who knows what would have happened, but I mean, he's somebody who's, he really would do anything to, I think, um, just maintain the, what he achieved. And now that he's kind of got a little bit more, I think he's trying to help other people achieve, similar success
0: yeah thank thank you for yeah this is like i i never say this but thank you for making this film it's like he kind of he inspires me so what did you think about the audience what the audience had to say about the film
1: oh like i that is you know one thing that i loved about this film festival is that is such a rare thing like if we go to you know i've been to other film festivals and it's always nice to hear from the audience members and things but to have recordings and to have these the feedback I think what I appreciated most was that, you know, as a filmmaker, you, you set out, you have these themes and you hope you they get across, but sometimes people take things away from your film that you didn't even think about. And for this, what I appreciated was that they all left with the exact message that I was hoping they would take away, which is, here's a guy that, uh, is, you know, the embodiment of the American dream, but also, uh, you know, shows kindness and shows uh, responsibility for what he's achieved by giving back, and um, I really appreciated hearing that from the audience members. Like fully,
0: yeah. It, it, this is like a no-brainer film. Like in terms of like other festivals getting accepted, it's really it's a nice story. It's it's uh, like I'm 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 assuming uh, like uh, the 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 editing the editing kind of situation was like are the. Uh, was was not the easiest task kind of kind of pulled, pulled holding the, the whole film together. Cause you're like you're it's a fast paced film. Like you're going scene to scene pretty quickly. Like you're doing like 30 second scenes, going to another one, talking to another person. You're like you keep moving up. It's like a pretty it's a pretty nice, beautiful edit, edited job.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. that I mean with I feel like the editing is where everything where the rubber meets the road for any documentary we do it's it's challenging. But this one in particular, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot of kind of weaving between telling stuff of the past, but trying to come back to some sort of current day and what's going on. And um, yeah, it was a real challenge. It took us, uh, I think it, it took us seven, like I think we were in editing for about six months, roughly. Um, with a lot of revisions and a lot of notes and trying to just kind of tell this story concise, but also make sure that the audience you wasn't getting this. The, we didn't want a, a point where the audience was kind of lulled away, like we wanted them to say engage the whole time. And so, um, yeah, it was it was a challenge. Uh, and ultimately, I, I hope we landed in a, a sweet spot where it's both engaging through the entire thing, but well paced where you're you're allowed to feel the feels when you want you know when you feel them
0: 100 you do it's like it's like a beautiful yeah it's just like it's it's just a it's so like like if i if i would break down your film like in a in a from a scholarly way it's just like look look where he ends up like look where he's going like the, the, as you as a filmmaker like you're you're in like 20 different scenes in 30 minutes like you're all over yeah. the place. Yeah. And, and like you said like the way the, the, the you're always going the past kind of telling the story the anecdotes then moving to the future right you got the mom yeah. in the present let's go let's go back to the mom let's go talk about his his rights it's like there's always a note that happens in the present and then you bring it back to to, to set up the past and then then yeah. you go right back it's like just a beautiful job it's like the, uh, you're you're, you're a fine that.
1: filmmaker I appreciate that that's so kind to say
0: well I know I know you're working on slam slam poetry film right now. I, I love to see it. And uh yeah, I just I just like I think you like I said I love to see what you do next because I obviously you're uh hope you keep making you're able to or it's more of a if you're able to keep making documentary films because it doesn't you know, it's, it's it takes a lot of time and money to do it, right? So just yeah. hope you're able to do it cuz uh, you you're just a very you're a very well uh, you're really you're a really good filmmaker as I said once I- you-
1: I pre- I appreciate that sincerely and thanks thanks to you guys and thanks to this film festival because um you know it really has been a wonderful experience getting getting a chance to participate and um you guys do a really good job uh showing filmmakers love which sometimes can be a challenging thing so we appreciate
0: it. And we're doing this podcast in uh August uh two thousand twenty three. And your Baltimore Orioles, you're from Maryland, are in the first that's place right. in the that's right, the the American League East, which is the the haunting the division, and our team, Toronto, maybe will what we talked before the podcast, maybe they'll end up in the playoffs in the second round. I'm I'm gonna I'm calling the second round five game <laughs> series. So
1: I hope I you know, I hope it's a tight game. I have family who loves uh the jays my, my sister-in-law sammy and and so i mean i hope the o's do it but i hope we do see you guys just just so it's a really good playoff game series you know
0: and you guys got a team that they could be around for the next <laughs> 10 years so so yeah, i think hopefully. you guys yeah i think you guys are on your way all right man thank you so much for your time uh let's talk again when uh when you make your next film and if you want to submit it's again i uh, love to see your new, whatever
1: you have next Sounds perfect. Would love to be there again. So awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. One,
0: two, three, four, five.